Okay, I ain't got no pants on, so I ain't getting no so, I'm in underwear. Don't think it. It is 10 o'clock in the morning for you, so. Welcome to the premiere episode of Gamble's Green Room. I'm your host, Mike Gamble, and I am super proud and honored to have you joining. We're going to meet, hang, chat, laugh, and reminisce with my family and friends, legends and greats within the dance and entertainment industry conversations with the people you need to know and the stories you want to hear. As I said, this is the premiere episode, so let's do this and jump right in with my first guest. He is a man that needs no introduction, but we're going to give him a little one anyway. He is one of the OGs of the OGs, a living legend himself. East Coast, West Coast, World Ride, ripping and romping and stomping, Las Vegas, North Kakalaka, and Long Beach, not Compton. Known around the world, it is the one and only, my big brother, popping Pete in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, brother? Yeah. Oh, my brother, uh, you know, everything is, is looking up, looking better, you know, and uh, feeling good. And all that good stuff, you know, still, still, still in the in the midst of this boo. <laughs> but yeah, you that's know, that's why to, we're doing this online. So definitely, definitely, yeah, we definitely. But uh, no, I feel good. How you doing? I'm good. I can't complain, bro. Life is good. I'm yeah. still healthy, still kicking it, still running things over here yeah. in Sweden. You know, you taking go. over the world that's piece by piece. That's what I, that's what I'm talking about. You know, hey man, pinky in the brain. That's what we yeah. trying to be. <laughs> Wait, when did you become a silver fox, bruh? You were t- you're um, you're timeless. We're not gonna even talk man. about what your age is, but <laughs> the, the gray is in um, full effect. I like it. Man, some some time ago, uh, you know, I've always had it, but I was dying it a lot and because I, uh. I was never a fan, never was a fan of gray, even when I was young. I, it was like I used to see people and I always say, oh man, you know, they old. They they probably was only in their forties, and I was like some little preteen. I said, <laughs> I never want to get no gray, nope, nope. And I fought it for for years, dude. Like I mean, and I just let it grow, let it come out. And people said, oh man, it looks good. But the only thing I just can't get, I want to get this all white, but it won't. That's that. Uh, it's, it's standing, you know, got little, yeah, I got a little, little, little bit in it, specks of it. And my hair will not grow. I mean, go all the way gray. Got gray patches here, gray sprinkles. Oh, you salt and pepper. Yeah, pretty much, man. You know, and 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 I'm I'm cool with it now. You know, uh, especially when when I seen Ron, Ronald Isley. I was just and, about to and, say where you inspired and, by Sir man, Ronald. No, I mean, I was I I was you know I I'm doing mine way, way before, but I was like, oh, you know, uh, uh, I didn't see his, and I just seen Billy Ocean at seventy one with. Uh, you know, with the gray dreads and gray, I said, I put this picture on my IG. I said, this is what I'm talking about. This is, this is coolness. Gray wow, is cool now. I haven't heard of Billy in a number of years. Yeah. I just, I just happened to just say, let me, you know, just his name popped up my head. Man, my jam. Oh man, it's my jam. Jam. So, uh, but yeah, so I just embraced it, you know, at this at this moment, you know, as long as I don't have the, you know, them crow feet, you know, <laughs> just a little, you know, when I, you know, my, I take care of my skin. That's one thing I'm, I, you know, I do. I, you know, I well, definitely you know, bro, black don't crack, man, man. That's why we timeless. Woo. But I still find it funny. You were doing the Mike Lowry from Bad Boys 3 with the uh, 
with the diet. <laughs> oh man, man, that's for, for like for for years. You know, when they start growing a little bit gray, I would die. You know, I, I and we called it uh, me and uh, Ski Rabbit. You know, rest in peace. Yeah, we used to call it Stay Young. Man, <laughs> got some of that stay young. Yeah, you know, we like, yeah, I got some. I'm gonna use it. Yeah, let me get some of that stay young. So instead of soul glow, y'all was using stay young. Yeah, we just using let that stay young. Stay young. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, man. You know, hey, you know, you know, just try to hold on to that to that youthful look. You know, um, you know, feel wise, I, you know, I, I, I still feel, you know, young. And stuff spirit wise i definitely feel young man the way your body moves you're dancing circles around half these kids a quarter of your <laughs> age so don't talk to oh, me about man. trying to stay young you twist or flexing hey, you around know, the world I, around these dudes <laughs> <laughs> hey but that, but the, but brother the thing that people don't understand is that uh you know sometimes getting coming home from a from a uh, teaching lesson or a stage performance or anything, boy, you got to put on put on that that pain cream on the kneecaps, <laughs> the arthritis and, and and joint pain uh, reduce or something. Uh, take a, a leave. Oh my God, I be sitting here going, this hip. They only knew what was going on underneath. They be like, dang, Pete. Yeah, man, I got I got chronic uh, arthritis in both my knees. But what? No, you know, I, yeah. Bro, yeah, I've known you for how many years? <laughs> Man, long time. How long yeah. have you had? How long has chronic arthritis been uh, set in? For I went to I went to the doctor maybe six years ago, but I had um I had uh, always had pain, swelling, you know, and and my ligament that like I can't I can't like squat anymore. I can go a little bit. And when you see people see me squatting, it is, it is painful. I'm just sitting there like, you know, with a smile, hiding the pain. And it's gotten better over the years because, you know, I, I uh, put pain reliever and stuff on it, but, uh, you know, drink water and things like that. But sometimes going upstairs and I always say, if someone, you know, was, it was say I was in a predicament where I had to get chase or run from someone. They, yeah, they might. Ah, they can catch me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not running. Well, I'm not. Oh. Mm-mm, okay, so fast. you're going back to the uh, old school 1980s horror flick where the black dude died first. And man, black black dude gonna die first <laughs> in this horror flick because uh, <laughs> I ain't. I, I'm not running. I can't. You know. I mean, I can. I can skip. You know. You see. You know. Do, 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 <laughs> but a full fledged run. Oh man, my kneecaps be be blown out. But yeah, but I don't use it as an excuse when I dance because I just what I do is enhance what I can do with my body. Right. That's what I I uh, enhance. So people don't notice that I I don't do ground moves anymore because I enhance whether it be my arms, my position, my groove, my power, and all that. But it, you're not gonna see me do like ground moves and go down real low and squat and sit. Mm-mm, can't do those. <laughs> all right. So I wasn't I wasn't going to bring up your age, but. I love it. No, man. How? So your career spans four decades. Yeah. You have a career that is over 40 years now. Yep. How old are you, Pete? Uh, I'll be 60 in uh, August 5th this, this year. You'll be what? So 59. 60. 60. Yeah. <sighs> 60 years old. Popping, popping like <laughs> the day he popped out. Man, you know, it is a trip because even sometimes I'm astonished by it. I even, you know, when my mom was alive, 
I, I went to her, you know, because about me looking young. I said, Mom, you lie. She said, Boy, what I lie about? <laughs> My birth certificate. You know it. You know I ain't know. I would think at the time I was 40. You know I ain't no 40. You know I'm about 26. See, boy, you don't get yourself up out of here. <laughs> you know, and my mom looked young. My mom was 82 when she passed away, but she looked like she was in her 50s. Oh, I've so, seen pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, um, you know, I'm glad that I, I got that gene uh, uh, from her and, and, and all that. Even, you know, my son looks, he's just turned 33. Looks You're not telling me she only just black. turned 33. Yeah, she only just turned 33. Bro, my life. To, <laughs> my life. When, because when we came to Sweden to do the show, he was 19, 20, 19. It was like 19 then. Oh, my Lord. 19 or 20, 20, 22, maybe somewhere in that in there. Yep. You're going you gonna to stop. All, <laughs> your, all of my guests, y'all going to stop with these number things because I talk to y'all on pretty much a regular basis, so it doesn't feel like it's been that yeah. long. But yeah. Shit, I've been out of Los Angeles now for 12 years and it doesn't feel yeah. like that. But yeah. my my time frame of what happened when I was there and since I've left, it's all just within 10 years now. Yeah. I was talking to somebody else. They're like, no, dude, that was like 20 years ago. We're not gonna say yeah. those numbers anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, man. I mean, a- exactly. Because it's like, you know, you and I, it's been you were. I mean, 20 something or so. Yeah, I was, was in my weird. early 20s. Yeah, your early 20s. Yep, yeah, in your early 20s. And, uh, you know, look where we are now. So it's, it's definitely been over 20 years. Woo! Good Lord. Okay, we're going to start talking about numbers. But since we're talking okay. about ages and births and stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were born in Fresno, California, up north. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, cent- it's, Fresno is actually central. It's just going north. But if you look at the map, where is uh, central um, uh, California? Okay. So you have you have south, of course, north and central. So we are central uh, California in the middle of both. And a lot of a lot of the. I'll say the OG, quote unquote, West Coast dance styles, as people like to hmm. consider them. Yeah. We're from that area, from the Bay Area and the central area between uh, and, yeah, Oakland and, and, and LA. Fresno, Bakersfield. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. then, yeah. how did, so you were inspired? If people don't know the story, Pete has another brother, Sam, also known as Boogaloo Sam, who was the creator of what we know as today, the Electric Boogaloos. Um, mm-hmm. You grew up watching Sam and being inspired by him. And um, how did y'all get from Fresno down to Long Beach? Long Beach. Um, my father, of course, um, being out of work in Fresno, just, you know, and uh, actually that and uh, him and my mom, you know, separated for a second. So it was more of, you know, and I got to reconcile. But mm-hmm. by this time, he had left Fresno, went to L.A. area and we got a call and he said to my mom, well, we are moving, we're moving to Long Beach. And I'm going, we all going Long Beach, <laughs> you know, like where the heck is Long Beach in a sense? Cause, cause when I was to go come in, living in Fresno, I have relatives in Compton, LA. We, you know, that's all I knew was Compton, South Central and all that. Uh, I never 
we never went past that. So I really didn't, you know, Long Beach. I'm going Long Beach, like, and they said, oh, it's in, it's in, it's in L.A. near L.A. I went, oh, okay. So 1978, we packed up, you know, and moved from a house that we, you know, we had been living in houses all my life, and to move into an apartment uh, building was quite uh, shocking for me because it was mm-hmm. uh, definitely a whew, like, wait, wait, we're living. A top of people, next to people, a bunch of people. Like, what is this? Like, where's the yard? Where's the backyard? We're used to that kind of stuff. So yeah, we moved. Um, but Sam didn't come. Sam, because uh, Sam and I have the same father, different mothers. Mm-hmm. So he stayed in Fresno with his mom. So because he didn't want to move to Long Beach, he didn't want to, you know. And Sam was living between our house and his and his mother's house and and stuff. So. Uh, so that's in 1978. We ended up moving to to Long Beach, California, and uh, which is not. Uh, and I maybe months later, then Sam called me and said, "Oh, I'm doing this new dance style, and I got a group called Electric Electronic Boogaloo Lockers." That's the original name of the group that he uh, co-founded with a guy named Nate Johnson uh, that did the robot out of Fresno. So it was uh, that group was Nate, Joe, Sam, Anthony, and uh, uh, William and uh, Darnell. So the so when he told me about you know he called me up and told me about some dance style that he was doing, popping in Boogaloo, and uh, again we never like I said even though we. we you know, and I mean, go back because we didn't always see Sam. It's not like we seen Boogaloo Sam every day because, again, he lives with his mom. And then sometime him and my father would get into it and we don't see Sam for months. Mm-hmm. And so when he told me about this style over the phone, I'm going, well, what is Boogaloo? What is popping? What is that? Because he told me these are two separate styles that he was doing. So he ex- tried to explain to me over the phone. You know, and my imagination was like, you know, oh, you pop your arms, you make your arms pop, but you make them jump, you make them make the muscles jump. So I'm like, you know, my thinking like, well, you're just trying to make, you know, I'm, I was doing this, trying to make like, how you make your muscle jump? Because I didn't understand it. He didn't say contract or not, mm-hmm. tense up, none of that stuff. So then I said, Boogaloo, what's that? He said, oh, you you make your, your body roll and you turn, you groove and you make it by. So I was doing stuff like this. Mm. on the phone trying to figure out what it and when I so he came to visit like a couple weeks later and that's when I saw what I saw and it blew my mind and I was like looking at him like what in the world how do you move like that and I could (laughs) dance I could dance I could I was known as the mechanical boy because I can do the robot you know black family Mm. we all dance right but I never I never seen that so I was that day, 19, it was, it was, um, like February of 1978. Oh, you got like specific dates in the history. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because these things was so important and, and, you know, times and moments that are ingrained, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember, I remember just sitting there going and I wanted to, I, because I saw Again, popping and boogaloo is two different different techniques and different styles. When I saw popping, because all the all the hard uh, and boogaloo was like you know all this stuff, he was isolating. I was going, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I went, 
ah, I want to, I want to do that popping. So I gravitate, gravitated <clears throat> to the popping and I set up maybe like five hours trying to learn just, he was just showing me the technique, trying to do the Fresno, which is the Fresno, which is this, this thing now where people say, Hey man, do the Fresno. It's the, it's the, it's the technique or the movement of technique to learn how to pop. Mm-hmm. But it's actually the beginning of a routine because Sam and the original group, Electronic Boogaloo's, all their routines were named. You know, he had titles. So yeah. this is the Fresno step. This is the peanut butter step. This is the so-and-so step. So when they do shows, they know. And when they say, Sam said, we're going to do the peanut butter or we're going to do the Fresno. Everybody know. Call how it did, out. How did he come up with the name, the peanut butter? Because the song, uh, Lenny White in the 29 um, song called Peanut Butter. It's just a song. It's talking about. It's talking about a. It talks about making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's what the song is called. Yeah, and it's called peanut butter. So if you, you know, anybody out there, just look up Lenny White in the Twenty Nine and call. It's called peanut butter. So he would name that named after songs, whatever, because it's the song. Song that we're that we're doing or they do the routine or any you you named it pretty much after that or some some other generic or made up name he would say like oh we're gonna do the Fresno because mm-hmm. this is this is called Fresno because we from Fresno mm-hmm. yeah Sam and the electronic boogaloo lockers had yeah. all these routines where were they starting where did you start performing uh, at the time when when Sam when Sam came down to Long Beach, and then he started teaching me, my younger brother, uh, his name is De- uh, Decky or Derek, uh, or Ticking Deck is his, his dad's name. Uh, I was 16. He was, my brother was 13. At the time, Sam was like 19. And Sam, you know, of that crew, we was we were just learning. So here it is, you know, four, four months. We would just go, you know, Go to the go to the uh, the park, or and just do routines. But the the original guys from Fresno, they did a lot of talent shows in Fresno, mm-hmm. so they would they would do those things. By the time we were like the extension of uh, the Long Beach version was the extension of that group. Like we was electronic ah. lockers, Long Long Beach edition, the chapter, but chapters. Yeah, was that yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't, that that part, even back then, it's so funny because when I started hearing that word chapter, back then we was like, oh, yeah, we just, uh, we just a next generation, you know, <laughs> it's just a next group. But, um, but it just started in that, in those times in Long Beach in the beginning. Now, the, the crazy thing about us, by the time the crew that everybody sees on Soul Train, mm-hmm. that crew got together within months of us, I probably, I said I started in February. By the time May came, and it was and and it was I think people was getting out. We all were in high school. Most of those members of that you've seen on Soul Train were in other groups, were other mm. dance groups. They but they locked. They did locking and roboting because popping boogaloo was we were the first ones in Long Beach, and Sam was the first one to bring it there to people to see it. They had never seen. Sam or anybody move like that. Sam was an instant, like some folk lore hero, something, because people were always hearing about this guy named Boogaloo Sam. He can turn his body around when she was doing a twistle flex, or he can make his legs stretch when she was doing a walkout. 
Mm. And his name got around and a lot of the other groups wanted to challenge Sam. So I was going to get to that. I was actually going to, yeah. I was actually going to ask okay. you about that because as, because again, Sam stayed up in Fresno. So yeah, there's, there's like what, three and a half, four hours between Fresno and LA driving uh, about, yeah, about three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's a pretty big distance for, uh, for regional stuff to happen. So when Sam comes down from Fresno, no one knows mm-hmm. this because it's, as you said, it's central Cali. There were, mm-hmm. what were some of the other groups that were around? Uh, the lockers that, were still around. You know, it was like the end of the of the lock. I think Shabadoo had left, but the lockers, the, I think the third edition, were around. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, we being being us being street dance. I mean, us being lovers of Soul Train, we we definitely was fan of the lockers. Mm-hmm. But you get down there, you had um, you know local groups. Uh, it was in Long Beach. It was. Uh, you know, I had these two two guys named, they was the Gaither Boys. And um, you had, uh, what's, what's the group that uh, Boozer was in? Uh, uh, I'm going to say Soul Patrol or something. But it's, 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 it was a lot of groups, but they was, again, locking. Yeah. And, and um, because that was the, the, still the, the number one street dance at the time. And then, of course, he had, Whacking was, uh, uh, was hot at that time and or punking whacking whatever he was calling at the time but it was it, you know the interesting thing about all that because like i said when when here's here's sam coming in and doing this dance style and me witnessing people blown away like i was because mm-hmm. this is something like people and they couldn't say it's roboting because roboting was there because they looked at like some people try to put it like oh it's like it's like roboting but it's not because they didn't know how to categorize it because, you know, and not seeing it. Right. So it was, uh, yeah, man, it was it was those days. So a lot of people wanted to, you know, challenge the fact that here's this new sheriff or new kid, new man, new guy in town. And how did that go for him? All, did he blast him? Well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it didn't go oh, well. Didn't go well. Yeah, my and so the one particular battle that well, we weren't even saying battles back then. That 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 word came later in, okay. in West Coast. We said go against someone, which mm-hmm. is my skill against your skill, or you, oh, you want some? That's right. that's like you want you want you want, you, want, you want to get some. So <laughs> the first time I seen Sam, uh, and I actually um, the one who instigated this this battle. I was 16 years old. We went to a house party in Long Beach. I, like again, I had been there a few months before Sam came, so I knew people. You know, okay, now house party. I'm 16, so I can get to go to house parties now in the neighborhood. So this particular weekend, it was a house party. Sam was now Sam at our came. So I'm walking to the house party, and I'm on. And I'm, at this time, I'm very mm, braggadocious, <laughs> very arrogant. I got, I got, I got this. My brother who's doing something I know y'all ain't never seen. So. I walk into this house party and everybody in there ranged from 16 to 18. You little or whatever. bastard. <laughs> Man. So we watching. Sam has always been quiet. So I'm, you know, we watching and and I just said, I think the music went off, you know, went down. And I said, there's nobody in in here can beat my brother dancing. And everybody looking at me like, who is this little, you know. <laughs> 
Little bastard, like I said. 16-year-old, yeah. <laughs> Nobody can beat my brother. And then they said, who? I said, him. And they, of course, they ain't never seen him. They go, oh, Pete. Oh. And I and then they said, well, Mackie boy, Mackie boy can beat him. So it was this, it was this young, you know, my, my age, mm-hmm. uh, dark skin guy sitting on a couch. On the sofa, back of the sofa, because it's a, it's a house party all the neighborhood, you know. And mm-hmm. it's like, and I said him, and I ain't never seen, you know, I had never seen Mac. Mac boy actually lived a couple of blocks from where I was living, but I, I didn't know him. I said, Ugh. and they said, get him, Mac boy, get him. <laughs> and I remember the the song Ohio Players came on Ohio, Ohio, and. Mackie boy jumps off the, the sofa onto right in the middle of the floor and he started locking. Uh, 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 pointing. Uh, uh, uh. And I'm looking like, I'm looking, and I'm looking at Sam. And, and again, it's not <laughs> like he was like he was great, but he was better than me at locking. So I'm looking at Sam, looking at him, but still going, hey, ain't nothing. And Sam is like this, got his hands like this, looking. <laughs> Do stop crowded, but the crowd is going crazy. Of course, he hometown hero. Yeah, he yeah he's yeah he's he's a hero. So Sam, uh, he pointed at Sam. Sam looked, and then Sam started make, he started doing his head like this, going back and forth, and he started creeping out. He started and started doing this, and came out to the middle of the floor, and then looked. And drop kind of, I can't, I ain't got no pants on, so I ain't getting no So <laughs> I'm in underwear. This is the only thing you get. It is 10 o'clock in the morning for you. So it's 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I just got out of that bed. So he dropped down and he did, he put his hand on his chest and he did this, what we call the old man mm-hmm. movement that he, and then he started just, just popping. And it started then start vibrating and walking to the dude. Everybody in that house party, this is this is their mouth. <laughs> they looking at each other like like Sam was an alien. Like what? What the hell is this? <laughs> what the hell is this? And me with my rambunctious ass is jumping <laughs> up and down. Said, I told y'all, I told you, nobody <laughs> in here can't beat my brother. <laughs> and Sam never once, you know, you know, like, yeah, never bragged, never did. He did what he did, stopped, and, and that was it. And everybody, that was like a Saturday night. Come Monday, his name was all over the neighborhood. That's Man, this dude named Boogaloo Sam. Man, he's doing some kind of dance. Man, I don't know what it was. His <laughs> head went around. His body did this, and oh, and I became because now I'm I'm not dancing. I don't have a name. I'm not popping Pete yet. I'm just that's 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 that that's that dude uh, brother us that dude Sam brother right there. Loud mouth little bastards. What I would have called you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> And because they, I, mean, I also I think about it to this day. I say I could have got beat up over there, and it, it wasn't, I was just about, I was just about to say you're lucky that one Sam was not even as good as he was, but as humble as he was, because you could have got your ass in some shit. <laughs> yeah, I would got. Oh man, got my ass to. And I'm talking about, I was talking buco shit. I wouldn't even. It wasn't even like 
yeah, my brother's better than you. It was like, no <laughs> can be my brother. <laughs> it was on that kind of shit. Why Morgan Freeman is God? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, so uh, you you mentioned uh, the lockers and that they were you you guys looked up to them on Soul Train. And you ended right. up dancing on uh-huh. Soul Train. Did you? Mm-hmm. With your rambunctious mouthness happening throughout town and making a name for yourselves, right. was yes. there ever a sort of rivalry between the two groups? Because you were pretty no. much the two biggest groups yeah. uh, in no. L.A. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I want to make note. There were, uh, especially after us, I'm talking about the popping. Locking, mm-hmm. there was a lot of locking right. groups because everybody wanted to mimic the lockers. Right. You know, I didn't know at the time everybody, so... But if you're talking about in a, in in the in the terms of television work mm-hmm. and all that commercial uh, Hollywood, yes, we we became the two of the biggest LA uh, groups, of course. But we never the the only thing I wrote, someone told me is that Don uh, Campbell didn't like us. That's oh. what was said. Yeah, that was that was said too because we didn't meet Don until to uh, a few years later. After mm-hmm. we had gotten, you know, been on stage, been on television, uh, I think we had we we hadn't even met him. We in '79 we did we did Soul Train, so we didn't mm-hmm. we hadn't met him. Only person we had met at the time because was Shabadoo because we auditioned for a show, a live show that he was in, which was a uh, uh, show that was produced by Jeff Kutash, this white Jewish man, mm-hmm. and uh, we audition for that show and we walked into the audition we seen like Shabadoo, Anna Sanchez, this guy Steve Taro, all these dancers that we either heard of but Shabadoo once stood out. Because mm-hmm. I knew that we was going, hey, that's uh Shabu Shabadoo from the lockers. From the lockers. But at this time he had left the lockers. Mm-hmm. And you know, because that's what he had, you know, when we got to know he told us like, oh yeah, I'm not I'm no no longer a member of the lockers because I left. But again, watching him on television uh, all those many years before was like he was a he was a celebrity, you know, dance yeah. celebrity to us. Like, wow, you know, we got to dance in a show with him. That's so cool. So we never and then he's the one who inter- introduced us to Tony Basil. Mm-hmm. He told Tony Basil, you got to see this group called Electric Boogaloo. By this time now, we're the Electric Boogaloo. You got to see this group. Because they oh, my God, when you sit oh, like that's. That's how we got connected with Tony Basil. Thus, through Shabadoo, we got connected with with uh, Greg Camelot Jr., mm-hmm. uh, Fluky Luke, uh, Fred Berry, all the originals. Other uh, Slam, other than other than uh, Don, we didn't yeah. meet Don. Don, uh, I think Don had actually quit at you know out of the group and formed another group. Then he quit that group and then he started doing uh, some uh, exotic dancing. I heard so. Um, so, but he, but, we but heard it was, ne- he but it was like never us. from the horse's mouth. You never heard from him himself that he didn't like you. It was no, somebody else that, that was, it, it, it was, but it was, it was, uh, credible people that okay. was, that he told, told it to, that told us, yeah, he didn't really like you guys. Like it was, you know, I mean, here's these, some new, new style of dancing coming new dudes coming into my turf, coming in town. So, yeah, yeah. and I, I get, get it. it. And we, and we kind of talked about that once we knew each other, even at that stuff when we, we used to come to Philly and do the Illadelph 
we had conversations and we laughed and laughed about it, you know, when you know, in those days and say, oh man, it was, and he said, ah, oh, you know, I know. I said, man, we get it. We understand it. Yeah. But we still looked up, you know, of course we, we respected him for being the creator of a dance style. So it was like, and when we did meet him, it was the same, like, hey, damn, that's, that's the guy who created Locking. That's Don mm-hmm. Campbell. So, right. but yeah, it was never a rival uh, be, between us at all. So you, so you met Shab from Shabadoo from uh, auditioning for this live show that he was doing. He introduced you mm. to Tony. Uh, y'all ended up doing this movie mm. to get a couple movies actually mm. together. Mm. Mm. Um, and it's yeah. interesting because in the movie, there's this sort of rivalry happening yeah. in this. Right. But mm-hmm. if you can for me, big bro, Drop the name. Drop the name of these movies for these people. Let them know, and then tell me what that experience was like as well. Well, you know the uh, the movie I did with the with the only movie I did with Shabadoo was Breaking or Breaking in 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't do Breaking Two. Right. I didn't do the second even though it was called Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's one of the reasons. And, and I'll get into that story. And I, you know, and the thing about that movie. You know the breaking uh, one. One. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How I got in that movie? The movie was actually already being filmed. I was in. Uh, we were in UK. In the UK, we was in. We was in London trying to get a record deal with uh, uh, with Jeffrey Daniels from Shalimar being our manager and producer. He had formulated a group, and we was called Eclipse. That you can uh, say we was. Uh, I can, I, you know, you, the harmony, I can blend in, you know, and it was more of me because I could dance. So it was a dance singing group. The lead singers could actually sing. It was a guy and a girl. It was a uh, uh, Jerome candidate and Brenda. Jerome is the, his, his nickname was Casper. He's, uh, uh, Jerome was a guy actually taught Michael Jackson how to do the backslide. He, he was hired. I was going. I was going to bring that up. Okay, we're going to get. We're going to come back to that. We're going to come back to that. Okay, cool. Nice. Thank all, you for that because I want people to know this information because, as you yeah. know, there was so much misinformation yeah. about this area and about this. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. This, yeah. My, my so it, so he um, so that's how so we was in London. London, we was hearing that they was uh, making a movie, a dance movie called Breaking. But we are we stuck there. No, I stuck, but we was there. And then when we got <laughs> home and you were working, we got home at the, we, well, they was actually, no, actually had to start filming. They was talking about the movie. It was going to start filming. And because I got back in December, December 18th of 1983 mm-hmm. and got into 84. And we started hearing, I was living at my mom's. At my parents' house in Fresno, I, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I moved, you know, didn't have no money. So I moved back home, coming from London. So we started hearing about this movie. And again, okay, cool. You know, uh, Poppin' Taco was doing Shabadoo, Shrimp, all these people that I knew, Anna. So I got a call one day. Uh, picked up the phone. Hey, yeah, this is... Um, uh, so-and-so from, from, uh, global and Globus, uh, film, film production or film, uh, company. We're doing, we're the, we're the ones who are doing the movie, that street dance movie called Breaking. I said, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard, I said, I heard about it. Well, we're calling you because we, uh, Shabadoo, you know, 
wants you, well, we want you to be in the movie as a rival to the characters of Shabadoo and Shrimp. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were saying, oh, you, you guys are, uh, you and uh, Pop and Taco, which I hadn't seen Pop and Taco at the time for a minute. Um, and I said, Oh, okay. And he said, yeah, you call it's called Electro Rock. You got, and you have lines. And I'm saying, oh, cool. So, but I, I'm saying, well, I live in Fresno, which is, you know, three and a half hours. They they said, well, you got to, you know, get here the best way you can. Wasn't offering no flights, no bus ticket, no nothing. I had to ask my father. Yeah, my father had like some, some 1980-something uh, station wagon, four station wagons. That I, you know, with the wood I, panels. Can I use your, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. The white one with wood panels. I had to jump in and drive to, and and I actually kept. He, I, uh, when I went and did that, you know, I, I just had to. It wasn't so much of an audition because I had gotten the role. They just wanted to see, you know, you in action. And I read the line, yeah. yeah, in action. And then uh, we started filming like a few days later, and I can. I told my dad, well. I can't bring the, you know, we had a, you know, another car. He said, oh, I just keep it. I'm riding around LA with this damn and going back to the, <laughs> to the, to the sets and the location in the station wagon. So it was so funny. Um, but I did what I had to do. So that's how I got in the movie. But, but speaking of that, when I actually read the part, the, my lines and all mm -hmm. this stuff and seeing what was going on, I, I, it was corny. I didn't like it. I hated <laughs> that. I hated that movie. Well, well, I was sitting there. Wait, yeah, wait, you, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Do oh, you still ahead. hate the movie or did you hate yeah. it when you read the? No, no, I don't. I'm not a fan of it. I mean, it's cool. It grew. It grew on, you know, I I, I could talk about it, but it, for years, I never really talked about how I really felt. I mean, wow. really, I mean, I, I mean, I've done that. I've done it many times. Yeah. But now, because the, the thing for me was everything for me was about authenticity. Mm -hmm. Everything about. Everything when you're doing a story of that that I'm connected with out here in these streets, <laughs> then it should be about out here in these streets. So when I'm seeing, so I'm reading our lines and going, and I'm you know we at the co-reading or not co or at the practice reading before we yeah. shoot, and I'm looking at the director saying, we don't we don't talk like this on. Uh, what is this? Uh, uh, oh yeah, bring your girlfriend, the dancer. Like, what is that? Like, why? Why am I saying that? That nice? I said we're in a heat of a, and about and, and the writers it was like, well, you know, Pete, you know, it's you know, it's it's rated G or PG or whatever it was. I'm going, you know, I I wasn't even hearing that. I was actually like like mad, like, dude, this is not cool. <laughs> this is not who. Welcome to Hollywood. Of course, you know, I, I've been working in Hollywood, you know, years before that. I started working in Hollywood at 16. I'm 23 now in this movie. So Hollywood, I know. But I'm going, but you're doing a, a show, a, you know, a movie, movie. on mm -hmm. and saying this is the real street. You know, you got real street dancers playing these parts. These are not actors trying to learn how to dance. These are dancers trying to learn how to act these parts out. So. So I almost got fired a few times because Ooh. I was like, I was like, dude, this is this is bullshit. So probably, is, which is why you didn't get called back for not, number two. No, I got called back for two. Oh, you I, did? Yeah, I did. I I turned it down. I turned it down because I was like, man, I read the lines. Four I read balls. the the, and I was like, if this this is more corny than the first one. 
So my <laughs> thing about, and I always back then I said, this movie gonna set dance, street dance back five years. Cause you know, I'm going like, this is 1984. Yeah. So wait. Now that ain't even the, now let me add in the other kicker that made it even more kick getting. So we all breathe, the scenes, breathe. <laughs> all the scenes, we're dancing actually to a live DJ, which is uh it was his name is it was Ice T's uh DJ Evil E. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's Evil E. No, it was a glove. Sorry, it was a glove. Free. So we dance into cameo. <laughs> we dance into Prince. The second battle is to Prince song is Irresistible Bitch. Ooh. And Ooh. I had never heard this song. So I was so hyped. I'm going, and you know. So all this music that we dance into or we hearing got to the I, I didn't there was no premiere world premiere. There was I saw the movie at the theater like everyone else because and I get to that. This is these are things I'm telling you guys that, that a lot of you guys it may change your 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 look at this movie, or you may go, you know, I mean it's still intriguing either way mm. it go. So yeah. I get to the movie, I say, woo, wait till y'all see us getting down off a of cameo. Woo. And I like <laughs> <I'll hear. laughs> reckless. <laughs> uh we didn't dance to that music. What is this? And I heard, ain't no stopping. We didn't dance to that music. We, what is this? That was on, and I remember that was on a weekend. I called to the production office Monday morning and went off like I'm the star of the movie. I don't care. I'm like, <laughs> what has happened to the music that we danced to? Oh, well, uh, Pete, um, we could have. Off you know, my bastard, it, still, it, still in you. It, it, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. We couldn't pay for the rights because it was just too expensive. We couldn't do it. So we we did overdubs. So everything you see in that movie, even Ice Cube rap part on that uh, when we battling is an overdub. He never rapped. He rapped, but you couldn't really hear him because the music loud. He was rapping and because they had to make his vocals more clear. So he just re-rapped, overdubbed. You know, and say, oh, you know, oh, that part he said when it was on the first one, when Turbo and Ozone Law, ah, oh, don't take it bad, Ozone, it's gonna be all right. So all that's overdub, music overdub, his voice is overdub. I was pissed, pissed. <laughs> like, dude, you just really not only the not only the lines and the storyline oh. and all that was corny. Now you put corny music over the fact, and now people are going to, but and I was even saying that. People are going to watch this movie and think this is the end all, the truth. And this is what they feel we danced to. Yeah. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, that's that era. No, that music was not what we did it to. So so it was a lot of different, you know, things about that movie that's just freaking made me just. But I've seen it about 15 times. Yeah. Because you know <laughs> I, I was in it, too. Because I can get into the, the, the theaters free. I move back. I mean, I'm still, I'm, and I'm not living in LA. I'm, of course, I'm still living in Fresno. Yeah. I got, I made my little money and I got, I got me an apartment. Uh-huh. You know, my first apartment uh, with, with my, well, one of my best friends. We're moving on up. We're moving on up, man. You know, I'm like, I made my, I think I totally made like $16,000 in that because I, I think I filmed for two months. So I'm like, cool. And it was a non union movie too. So uh, that movie was non-union. 
It was nine, nine, that movie only cost three hundred thousand to make at that time. Wow. The movie is the twentieth most gross grossing movie at the time when it came out. It was the number one gross dance movie, uh, uh, far as that modern era. Wow! Because you got uh, B Street uh, came out after Breaking. Right now. Here's another little, another little tidbit of some secrets <laughs> or some things that people don't know. Spill it, spill it, bro. We finished 1984. That movie, we filmed the movie in 1984. The movie came out in 1984. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because usually you film, it takes a year because you got to do promotion, da da da, all this yeah. stuff. Theaters. What happened? We start hearing, you know, through production. Hey, they making another street dance movie, uh, kind of in in uh, New York called B Street. We got oh okay no that ain't like okay oh, cool. it's New York it's L A what's the yeah, but they if if B Street was they heard that was gonna be coming out in the summer or somewhere, and they want to get if, if B Street would have came out first, it would have been noted as the the, the first dance movie. Even though it's not kind of a dance movie, it's more of a rap and right. dance and graffiti. But they weren't taking no chances. So what we were, well, not we, they were doing was filming and editing at the same time dailies at the same time. What? We stopped filming the movie. Wow. The movie wrapped. The movie wrapped. I came in on the movie in the January somewhere. We finished. End of March, so almost two months. The and movie came out, summer. and it came out. No, came out May. That movie came out in May of eight nineteen eighty four. Yo, a, pretty much a month, a month, month and a half after you finished rap. Yes, that's why. If you see, if you go back and watch the movie, there's so many in, uh, uh, inconsistencies about that movie. There is, you know, you got the extras. You know, when we battling, <laughs> you got, you got. Uh, a set of uh, three guys who are on. You see when turtles and ozone uh, uh, cameras hitting them. You yeah. see them dancing behind them. Then you see us, and they in different clothes behind us. <laughs> uh, the continuity yo. of that movie actually sucked. Like wow. we, like it's times where my hair, which you know my little permy jerk or whatever <laughs> hat, would be one way. Then the next scene would be the other way because we wrapped, and then I got to come back and try to figure out did I. Did I do this or how did I make my hair? So, oh. it, it, uh, so but they was cutting dailies and editing, and that's why that movie came. That, that was unheard of that wow. that movie came out that fast. And that as they was doing, they was getting all the music, all the stuff editing. No wonder why they. It was, so it's not that they couldn't uh, afford the rights to the music; they didn't have time to get the rights. They to couldn't the afford. Music. They couldn't afford paying Prince. They he they reached out to all you know the irresistible bitch. Ain't gonna cost them. It's a non-union movie. Why would they, right. you know, they say $300,000 budget. That's one song right $300, there. $300,000 budget that end up making like 80, 84 million. Damn. Woo. Worldwide. Worldwide. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. And we, and the thing is, the only good thing about it, we, I got my contract. I got, since I was a co-star, I got 0.001 some percent of the royalties. <laughs> So my my first my first um uh uh ro- I mean ro- I mean royalty check yeah you know if it was being that small I got like nine thousand dollars 
So that's better than after, that's better than the one penny that I and some other people have gotten from royalties. Nah, before. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no. We I get the, I still get the one pennies. Like my my checks, I'm still getting checks from the movie. My checks be like, you know, eight dollars because uh, every time the movie plays on, uh, if it plays on television. I called about it. I said, man, I've been seeing breaking the call to, to SAG or, or after. Mm. They say, well, every time they do your contract, every time that movie is played, you get five cent every time that movie is played. You only get five cent because I said, oh. So yeah. he said, that's why your checks checks are like $8. And I've never <laughs> cashed none of them checks. I still got some of them checks somewhere around here. Yeah, it has uh, 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 MGM uh, on it. Official eight dollars sixty five cent. They and they got nerd. It was actually like twelve dollars, but they take taxes out, so it goes around eight. <laughs> uh, so right. yeah, but that that's the thing about the movie. So I, I I'm not a I'm partially you know I'm not I'm not the biggest breaking fan. Even though, and I understand and don't get me wrong, people out here who I'm not telling you to hate the movie. I just know behind the scenes what happened. Right, to, there's a difference. Um, there's a difference, and I know it influenced a lot of people around the world. But I, but I'm, I'm, I'm always saying that if only the movie was done correctly, then we would be in a better position of of right. the what really, really happened and how we did. Yeah, the battles all happened like that, mm. but you know, dialogue, clothing, music. Stupid. So how did but so not to, not to beat the horse but how did Breaking Two become Electric Boogaloo? I don't know because I tried to sue him for that. Ooh. So and and we didn't know nothing about it. Now now what I knew I knew that they was going to be doing a part two. The, yeah. the director actually came up to me and this is something that I I didn't even tell Shabadoo that and because. His name, Joe's Seberg uh, Silverman, whatever. He was a director of Breaking. He came up to me and said, well, I'm going to, you know, they, they're making a part two. I said, oh, really? He said, I'm going to be directing it, but I want you and Taco to be the main stars. What? And, and, yeah, that's what he told me. And, that, and this is something that, for one, you know, I'm never going to lie about because I have no benefits to right. lie about something like this. And Especially I'm looking at him past. going, yeah, I'm going, dude, if it's a number two and it's an extension from the number one, then they have, you know, then when they still be the stars, he said, we rewriting it differently. It's going to be a different, it's going to be about Electro Rock story. This is what he told me. He said, it's going to be more about you guys, where you guys come from. Because we see where they were. And I'm oh, like, okay. That so I'm been like dope. this. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I told, I told Pop and Taco. And uh, he got fired. The man did uh, after he did the movie. I mean, after he did the first one, then something happened, and they fired him. But they had already made the promo, meaning when at the end of breaking one, and it, it jumped out like at the end, you know, the credits. Then it said, uh, "Coming soon, uh, breaking two, electric boogaloo." I'm sitting in the theater, me, Skeeter Rabbit, all Ooh. of my little brother. We all looking like. Wait, they doing a movie about us? <laughs> I, wow. What? what? So again, that was one of the that's one of the things I called in that oh, midst of the music. Yeah. I even I then I said to her, why well, I just seen that y'all making a part two? Why is it called Electric Boogaloo? That's our name. Our name is not Electric Boogaloo's. Our no. original name is Electric Boogaloo. So and they said, because we didn't copy, we didn't have it copywritten. We we young. We don't, and actually. 
we didn't even name ourselves that. Our name was Electronic Boogaloo Lockers. The man Jeff Kutash, a Jewish man, the show that we auditioned for. Yeah. He's the one who named us Electric Boogaloo because he said our name was too long and we're not lockers. He said, Yeah, your name is too long, electronic boogaloo lockers. You're not lockers. So you gotta, we're gonna change your name. Uh, and I remember he we were sitting there at this audition and he was pondering like <sighs> electric boogaloo. And we looked at Sam because Sam is the leader. Right, it's his group. And Sam, <laughs> yeah, Sam looked at us and went like, all right, all right. <laughs> that's how we began. And that's how we became Electric Boogaloo by a Jewish white man, not by our, our initial. <laughs> so I got to give got to give a credit to the Jewish white man. Can't just be saying, you know. So so when they did the name, we didn't. We had interviews with Electric Boogaloo. We had all this stuff, and. We had our, we had that we was on Soul Train with the name Electric Boogaloo. I called the lawyer. The lawyer said, and I told him what the situation was. Yeah. He went, you have money? I said, nah. He said, so you're fighting a big uh, corporation, you know, a corporation, a movie, movie company? Yeah, he said, nah, they can, they can have you tied up in courts. He said, did you copyright it? No, right there. He said, yeah, oh, we, can, we can go. Bruh. We can we can go and look at all the things that y'all use it as name. That could that could work. That may work, but you gotta have money to fight it. Fight for it, right? And he went like this. And I remember that day. He said, "I'm gonna do you. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you something for free. Do this. You you, you then you it's yours." He said, "Put an S on it. It's 1984. Put an S on it." Y'all now y'all known as would be known as the electric boogaloo. He said, How many people in your oh, group? Oh, that's how it five. came about. Yeah. I said, I said five. He said, okay. Because we the electric boogaloo is meant just to get down, meant getting down and the style. Right. Electric boogaloos and is is now it's plural. It's like, oh, it's a many of them. Mm. So it's not that's not how it was. Was not that's not how we viewed it. Because right. electronic boogaloo lockers was three. Different styles or representation of of different styles. Electronic meant the two dudes who did the robot. Robot. Sam did popping and boogaloo, and we had two dudes. They had two dudes in the group that did locking. That's why it's called electronic boogaloo lockers. Mm. So, so when we came to electric boogaloos in 1984. Wow. Hollywood, you you know it's Hollywood to do some shit to you, but sometimes. Mm. There's a light in the there's a light in the dark. So it's yeah. for being known as the electric boogaloos now. Of course, of course, it's in hindsight that we know that that's what the group is called now, and it's just yeah. such a household name. But it's pretty dope. Yeah, it is. But we still was a resistance. Now, oh, when I told everybody, yeah, hey, I told Sam we got to be now. They stole our names. We can't do nothing. We call it. We got to put an S on. It. We call it electric boogaloos. Electric boogaloos. We're not the electric boogaloos. <laughs> let you boogaloo. Not let you boogaloo. Well, which is That's also funny, which is also funny because there wasn't that much pushback from going from electronic boogaloo lockers to electric boogaloo. But yeah, now just because add, we yeah, now S, just put an S on it. It's like, no, we're not doing nah. that. <laughs> yeah, because we because we were known as the electric, electric boogaloo. And and it's so funny, even people calling us EBs, that was mm-hmm. another thing that we was like, what the hell? Like that was in ninety something. Oh yeah, the EBs. And I'm reading this thing, and I'm telling them, who the hell is the EBs? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The EBs and the EBs. I saw the EBs. I'm saying, who are the EBs? And somebody <laughs> said, that's you guys. What is that? Oh, let your boogaloos. Now we're, wait, huh? <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> now we just two, two letters now? EB, I didn't, now that for a long time, all of us, like, people say it was, e, we're not the EBs. We're electric boogaloos. Stop calling us the EBs. See, see, see what happened. So you ain't want to be called the electric boogaloos. And then the people started calling you the EBs. Like, we're not the EBs. We're the electric boogaloos. Wait a minute. Hold on. We're all right. Damn. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hey, that, exactly. You know, it's always a ste uh, uh, steps to resistance. You got to right, resist course. that. Then you're going to resist this. And you're going to resist that. Because it's like, I'm used to this now. Well, EBs. Now, you know, we, all right. You know. I'll write EBs because after a while, writing, let me tell you, was the hardest. Writing electronic boogaloo, like you sign an autograph or you said electronic boogaloo. How do you spell electronic again? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm, erase that. Boogaloo uh, or lockers. You know, right. Then it became electric boogaloo. Oh, electric boogaloo. S? Oh, I'm writing this one? <laughs> With this S on it? And now the EB works. EBs. Now you can just, just have a stamp. Going about ah. your business. Bam. <laughs> Put that EB on that chest. I know that group. That's the yeah. EBs. Let you yeah. boogaloo. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, I've, and I've seen that logo type many, many times through many, many yeah. years. And many, yeah. many. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we still waiting for Warner Brothers to sue us about I, it. Yo, but. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say. I wasn't going to say anything about that because it's, you know, like, uh. What's his name? Rip Van Winkle. Uh, it's yeah. not dun 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 dun. It's dun 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 dun. dun. So it's different. Yeah. Even though yeah. it's WB, where the EBs, it's a little slimmer. It's not the same. So it's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you thought that was it? <laughs> nah. This chat was so good, we had to split it. Part two of Gamble's Green Room, episode one with guest Pop and Pete, is ready for your listening pleasure. Load it up, press play, and let's go. Yeah.